Welcome to another episode of IP Frequently. Um, this week, uh, we're excited to talk about the current events of the day, some uh, typical sportsman banter, uh, and of course, some of our award-winning uh, repeating segments. But before we do that, I'll introduce my good friend and uh, colleague, uh, Brad Sheaf, who's uh, joining me for this uh, episode as always, and, and to lead us into this uh to this uh, episode of ip frequently we've got uh one of the great hits from the 1980s uh from the group queen uh, also a trivia question um the entrance song for the junkyard dog in the wwf which i don't know if i could say or not but i've now said it um another one bites the dust so let's uh let's hear some of that Brad, what yeah. do you think? Oh, come on, buddy. I mean, it's another one bites the dust by Queen. I mean, you're not going to. It's, 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 it's difficult uh, to criticize that song. I think it's, you know, it was well done. It was well produced. Weird Al Yankovic's version, Another One Rides the Bus, was also. Uh, you know, if, if imitation is the highest form of, of flattery, then, uh, you know, you did a good job of that there, too. Yeah, it's a great song all the way around. I mean, obviously, it's disappointing what happened to the Junkyard Dog. Um, but truly, one of what the great wrestling. The dog? Well, I had to stop using the song when Queen sued him um, oh. <laughs> for, oh. for uh, yeah. copyright uh, issues. But yeah. again, well. he's doing well. I understand he lives in Boca. So, um, but anyway, neither here nor there. Another good song. So here we are, another episode of IP Frequently. What's on your mind? Well, buddy, I mean, there's a lot going on in the world. You know, we, uh, I, I guess, we're far, I, I tell you what, I am looking forward to the episode of IP Frequently when we don't have to talk about quarantines or viruses. I think the vast majority of people are fed up with it. I know I certainly am. I know you are. Um, but, uh, you know, I mean, that's top of mind for most. We've also, you know, we continue to, to you know, struggle here in, in the United States with our you know various and sundry allegations of systemic bias towards this, these people or those people. So you know we can always talk about that and uh, you know what that means going forward into what I'm sure will be a busy election season. So I mean, there's a lot going on, my friend. There's a lot going on. You've got lockdowns. You've got shutdowns. You've got race riots. You've got class warfare. The, the state fair tour that we had booked for the summer is completely obliterated. I mean, you can't even, if you wanted to go have one of those whoopie pies up in Maine, you can't even do it. You can't do it. No. Well, I mean, you, A, you can't get to Maine. B, if you could, there'd be no fair. C, you can't get a whoopie pie. So, I mean, you're out of luck. That's you know, the trifecta of being out of luck. You know, the great, uh, great, uh, Stephen King novel turned film turned film, uh, Pet Cemetery was based in Maine by the, uh, including the great character actor, Fred Gwynn. Sometimes dead is dead better. Dead is better. Yeah. The great, so great. And then the, the role was taken over by after Fred, uh, Gwynn's untimely demise at 84, um, was taken over by one, uh, Jonathan L. Lithgow. Did you see that movie? I did. I did. Did you? Probably was top it five, horrifying? Five of all th- it was horrifying. Yeah. I, I, yeah, mean, see, I, I can't it was watch like it. I can't do it. 
Yeah, I can't do it. Like the I other one, uh, the other one, it's Herman Munster and all that good stuff. And yeah. but this was no, this was um, this this was terrifying. The cat is terrifying. The guy, it's all, <laughs> all terrifying. It's I find terrifying. cats generally Any, terrifying, but for a completely different reason. Yeah, well, the thought of having yeah. cats, um, be, kids burying cats and coming back to life, coming are, back from the uh, dead. Yeah, you're not looking for that. Just, just. But I, I should mention the live studio audience we've got here today. You know, even though there's a pandemic, even though that there is a ban on all state fair activity in the tri-state area, um, even though there's a ban on pie eating, they're here. And uh, again, they're they're here with their patents for Brad to sign. There are several Navy men I see here who want to go have a round uh, with Brad afterwards, which I'm sure we can arrange, just not in a bar or in public. Um but what do you what do you think about this uh, this motley crew we've got here this week? Pretty uh, pretty uplifting, correct? Well, of course. I mean, you know, I, mean, I appreciate the effort. I appreciate uh, in the making the time, and you know, again, you gotta scoot yourself across to the occasional riot, the almost certain protest, the wacky governor who wants to lock everybody into a fourteen day quarantine. I mean, yeah, it's not as simple as just getting out of your Uber and coming to the podcast like it used to be. Great insight. And then for those of you who are tuning in for the chess podcast, uh, queen to bishop six. You can't do that. I just did. No, you can't. Uh, let's see. It doesn't make any sense. Next Not on my the list. Nature of the board. Uh, next on my list, uh, great moments in bocce, which again, as we know, is the modern day version of lawn darts. Brad, where do you stand on that? And what do you think? Overall, given your um, universe of knowledge of the subject, is the greatest moment in bocce history. Uh, well, my understanding is that you had a bit of a tournament earlier this week. Any moments come out of that? Well, I'll tell you what. My mother is one heck of a player. That doesn't surprise me. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. But anyway, no, it's um, it's a it's a great game. Uh, I understand you'll be here. Um, playing bocce with me in the next uh, week or so. So hopefully you're getting your practice. And the only, the only thing I can tell you is um, where you are, it's difficult to learn how to roll a bocce ball. So the best advice I can give you is go down into your basement um, and get like a, a, a brick and just, just roll the brick. And it's the same thing. It's, it's very similar on, on the concrete floor. And if you don't have a basement, just do it outside in your driveway. Your heated driveway, by the way. Heated driveway. Yeah, well, I mean, when it snows 20 feet a year, you need a heated driveway. Okay. I mean, don't get defensive. You have a, you literally have a driveway that's heated, correct? I do. Yeah. I also have a house that's heated. How about you? I have a house that's heated, but boy, a driveway that's heated. That's... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway. Well, the driveway leading down let's... to your flagship property on the coast in Barrington, Rhode Island... Would be tough to heat. Okay, that's that's the equivalent of doxing me right there, Brad. I can't believe you just yeah. did that. But let's move on, yeah. um, Brad. Time machine, time machine. Do you have something for us this week? Uh, let's see, let's see. Um, sure, we could do something this week. I think. Let, let let's do this, my friend. So Bocce was first played in. Ancient Rome, as it turns out. And uh, so I think okay. we send you back to 
let's call it 100 BC, the great days of the Senate of Rome, and you have an almost complete set of bocce balls, but you're missing uh, the actual little, you know, target ball there. It's called a paladino. A paladino. You're missing that. Okay. And there you are. So standing, I have eight balls. You know, well, I, I didn't say eight that. Eight balls, but no paladino. Okay. I'm just, I'm taking notes because, again, we don't, yeah. we don't rehearse this. This is 100% live, unrehearsed. And um, so I will let you choose of, the color, the two colors of the playing balls. You don't have the paladino. Don't have the, well, they're the always, they're always ball. red and green. They're always red and green. So, ah, but not an ancient choice to have. Oh, okay. So you can, you can, you fire back there. It's 100 AD. Senator Rome will put you uh, just outside the city of Rome. You can make your own entrance there as you see fit. Um, and, you know, folks are obviously going to be excited about your arrival. Um, you're clearly not dressed as an ancient Roman. So you're, you know, sort of au natural, but you have your... Am I like, Bob, can I oil up before I go back? I mean, am I oiled up? Are they looking at ripped muscles or are they just looking at a guy who... And I done my hair. Is my hair. I don't know how the... I mean, I don't know. The oil's not going to change much with respect to, to any of that. But if you'd like to be oiled up, I'm be fine surprised. with it. I'm not going to be there. Okay. Um, well, you'll be there when I before I leave, right? No, not if you're going to oil up. I'm going to do it remotely. You can't do it remotely because someone's going to hand me the balls. And actually, it begs the question: case. Can I touch? When? When? When do we leave for ancient Rome? We don't really leave. You're just transported there. Just boof. You're just there. You and eight balls. Yeah, well, what date do well, I go back? What date do I go back? The, well, 100 AD or 100 BC. I'm sorry. But what date do we leave from? Today? Yes. Okay, so there, there's your first problem. I was told that uh, – um, am I leaving from Rhode Island, where I'm at now? Well, it will be hard for you to leave from someplace you're not at. Well, there you go. So the first problem is you can't handle someone else's balls uh, during the COVID. They're yours. Oh, you see, you just said I could pick. You were giving me your balls a minute ago. Now you're not? I don't have. I, I do not have bocce balls. I'm all set with the balls I was born with. You, my friend, need okay. the extra eight balls again. So now, so now I'm taking my own bocce balls back into the. That, that you've completely violated all the rules. You're taking your own bocce balls with you, plus what God gave you. And can I wear a mask at least because it is the COVID? Well, you have to leave with a mask, but you won't show up with one because it doesn't survive the time travel process. But it is important. Does my hair leave. survive? Of course. You have to. I wouldn't be able yeah. to go. The governor wouldn't let you go. No, that's right. I mean, you get, I mean, time traveling is specifically something that you have to wear a mask for during a pandemic. Okay. Just a cloth mask, though. Nothing with a special, no. I wouldn't N95. wear, a, I wouldn't, I would wear cloth because I, I'm afraid any sort of plastic would melt to your face during the time travel process. We don't want that. What about a hockey, a hockey mask? Ah, plastic. Yeah, good point. Anyway, okay. So what's the? So I'm back in ancient Rome, oiled mm -hmm. up. I've got mm -hmm. I've got eight COVID-free balls. The mask is well, evaporated well, time travel. Okay. Well, that's I mean, if we're yeah. talking about COVID-free balls. I'm just saying. I'm looking out for it's you. It's a family. It's a family. It's a family podcast, bro. I hope not. Um, I hate the thought of a family suffering through this, but yes. So there you are, okay. ancient Rome. And what, what, what's, what do I do with the balls? Is that it? Well, I, I mean, you've got, a, you've, got a, 
No, no, it's not. It's not a tournament. But I mean, look, I, I, I mean, you're you're in the heyday of the Senate of ancient Rome, right? So I mean, you you yeah. have got your finger on the pulse of what will unquestionably sculpt and mold the future. But you got don't it. have a full set of balls at this point, right? I mean, it's going to be hard to engage a senator, perhaps, that you might want to influence in a game of bocce because uh, you don't have the full set of balls. So how, yeah. Mr. Pridham, are you going to use your notable influence and mm-hmm. the gift of gab with which you have been blessed to positively influence history at the very outset of modern Western civilization without a full set of balls? That's the question that's being presented to you. Am I, is there a case or am I carrying all the ball, like eight balls in my arms? Uh, well, my friend, if you have five bocce balls in one hand and three bocce balls in the other, what do you have? That's correct. Big hands. So have you uh, ever seen, have you ever seen a bocce you, ball? I, I have since I know that you cannot do that. Your hands are not that capacious. Uh, I would suggest a case. Well, you can't either, but the case would no. be eviscerated at time travel, like the like the mask. No, no, no. Same They're material, made out of the same stuff that the balls are made out. The case is okay, made so resin... from old bocce balls. Okay, okay. So it's very heavy. Um, it is. What would yeah, I do? Well. So okay, I'm back. I'm back. 100 AD. The 100 BC. Of BC. The, uh, 100 BC. You said AD before, but BC now. Okay. Um, yeah. The advent of the Imperial Senate. Yeah. Um, well, not the. I am. It's been around for a while. I am. I've got eight bocce balls: four green, four red. Um, I have no mask, no clothes. I'm oiled down to the gills by you when you sent me there. Um, no. And now, what am I going to do? Okay, so the first thing that. I do, I'm a, first thing I do, I'm just outside of town. The first thing I do is I use one of the balls to pay for my way into town, right? Because these are perfectly round big balls, right? So people are going to see them and be amazed at the technology. They're also going to wonder what the words made in China mean. So I'll I'll be able to do that. I'll take another one and I'll use it to buy a uh, very fine toga. Yeah. So now I'm well-dressed. I'm Mm -hmm. on the back of an ox cart. I'm headed in towards the Senate. I've got six balls left. Okay. Next thing I do is I get to the Senate. First thing I ask for is, okay, Let's go find Strom Thurmond, right? The Speaker Pro Tem. Let's go talk to him. Let's get situated. Let's show him my six balls, right? Let's talk to him about some of the things he wants to hear, you know, the the Southern thing and all that stuff, which I really don't believe in. But again, gets me in the door, right? Okay. So I do that. Next thing you know, you have to go like sort of, you know, spread a little money around. So I take two more of the balls. I get 40 million lira. Trillion, trillion lira, um, which is what you and I both know modern day won't buy you a Coke at a McDonald's. But again, bear with me. Um, I throw out a couple of Sophia Loren references. I hint, hint that I can help people with some future betting possibilities, maybe the 61 series. Maybe I say there's this kid mantle in the Yankees farm system is going to be a really good addition when DiMaggio ages a little bit. Things like that, right? Subtle hints that I know what's going to happen. I know what's coming. I'm not going to say, look, I can solve the Kennedy assassination because that would obviously they'd be like, whoa, wait a minute. This guy is some sort of a, uh, a soothsayer. And then the whole, you know, you know, Ides of March thing. 
but um, I, I'll, I'll do like do a little dabbling, right? And then go to the other side of the, the aisle, talk to Robert Bird. Um, again, maybe show him the balls. Uh, and at that point, you're all set. Maybe I'm. Maybe I become a um, a, a, a representative from Lombard. I don't know. I, I, again, I don't know how the whole um, elect, election works at that point. But what I'll tell you is, by giving up three or maybe four of my balls, you know, um, I've I've now become a made man in modern day uh, Italia. Yeah, I mean, I'm not sure where that got us, but it's a it's a definite plan. It's a viable plan. I think you could have saved yourself a ball because, to my knowledge, there's no, you know, sort of cover charge for ancient Rome. So I, I don't know that you needed to sell the first ball. The toga ball is a good call. Um, you want to avoid, you know, being thrown to the lions. And it seems like you've done that by befriending both Senators Thurman and Bird of West Virginia. Both sides of the aisle. Both sides of the aisle. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I, you know, you chose to show up in some oil. I know that's a, a fantasy of yours. And so you were able to live that out. And yep. uh, yeah, all in all, I'd say that's a successful time travel trip. You're a made man in the Senate of ancient Rome. And, uh, you know, nothing on your mind at this point but Carthage. Hannibal, an elephant. That's that's it, and, and I'll tell you what. Once again, you have you have trumped me, my friend, because my time machine today involved Secretariat, uh, the Belmont Stakes in 1963, and some tainted sugar cubes. So, again, you got me. That would have been a good one. I, I mean, that would have yeah. been a good one. Well, my friend, another fantastic episode of, uh, of IP Frequently. Um, we did actually mention I'll the word copyright, so we covered some IP in this episode. That's good. We did. You you popped your uh, your proverbial time machine cherry today, so I'm happy for that. Uh, see now, who's screwing up the family podcast thing? Come on, you're better than that. It's a good point. Yeah. Yes, but it's also true. I mean, the the uh, you know analogy applies. So now that it's out there, we might as well accept it. And uh, yeah, we'll do this again and again. I, I think. Uh, we, if the stars are all aligned, as we hope they are, that uh, we'll be doing our next podcast together, my friend, live and in person. We'll be live in person. And next week, all these folks in the studio audience will find out what happens when Brad goes back to June 9th, 1973, buck naked, oiled to the gills with a handful of tainted sugar cubes and an angry secretariat staring down his gullet. My, my well-oiled gullet, mind you. Well, oh, very well. Yeah. Head to toe. Head to toe, my friend. Well, all right. We appreciate uh, all of our listeners, of course, especially those making the effort to come out and be live in our studio audience. We hope to see you all again next week when uh, apparently I'll be interfacing with Secretariat. Until then, we appreciate your uh, patronage here at IP Frequently, and we'll talk with you in a week. And I'm-